So I, I have uh, an iPhone. And I think like most phones today, it's all about what filter can I put on? How can I make it look fancy and get it on Instagram? And so for, for my iPhone uh, people out there, there's a, a section uh, uh, a section on, the, um, on your photo app that is called Portrait. And Portrait allows you to take a picture. I'm looking at Dr. Jeff in front of me right now so I can take a picture of you. And it really focuses on you. And it fades out everything else around you. So you are the crystal clear image. But all the, all the stuff around the sides... Uh, makes it go away. Becomes superfluous. Huh? Yeah, and, and people on Instagram and, and most other places, that's a good-looking image. Okay, now that you've got that picture in your head, you can see it on your cell phone. Listen to episode 31 and hear how this ties in to your annual eye exam. From the in-office studios of his eye care practices in Nashville, Tennessee, it's As I See It with Dr. Jeff Kegaris, your source for eye care education and receiving the type of patient relationship you deserve. It is time for a patient revolution. And now, your host, Dr. Jeff Kegaris. Welcome to As I See It. This is Dr. Jeff Kegaris coming to you live from Cool Springs Eye Care and our sister organization, Donaldson Eye Care in Nashville, Tennessee. We're talking today with Cole Evans, my co-collaborator on what we call the 8135, eight chapters, 135 lessons on taking care of patients one patient at a time. Welcome, Cole. Hey, Dr. Jeff. How are you? I'm doing great. The weather's turning nicer. Man, you can, it's just like there's something about mentally the sun's out the weather's nice you know just something does something for you doesn't it we have the uh we have this huge tree in our backyard and uh it leans at a probably 45 degree angle it's 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 going to be really intense for our neighbors one day Uh but that tree yesterday bloomed completely white everywhere which you know just a little inside on my backyard tree. Hey, I like it. I there like it. And I won't get into whether it leans left or leans right. We'll That's a whole that. separate It depends subject. on which, edge, which way you're looking at it. <laughs> the, um, here's what I'm really excited about today. Uh, as you mentioned, 8135 are the eight chapters and 135 lessons in the book that you and Dr. Susan um, authored, One Patient at a Time. For those of you that are that are just coming into the hey, podcast. I like that. You know, that's kind of like a little Northeastern. Those of yous, you know. Did I if say you're yous? Or you those? said yous. I think you said yous. I, I think, think if... I think those that say use are also those that put an S on the end of Kroger, which I really <laughs> have a strong feeling about. We're just going to Kroger's or Walmart's. My wife is from Ohio where Kroger is based and she still says Kroger's. I know, uh, you know? My in-laws, my, my, my wife's family is from Cincinnati. They yeah. say the exact same thing. <laughs> Anyway, okay. Uh, we digress. digress, yes, just on, a little bit. Uh, I don't even actually know how we got there. You interrupted, of use, course. You know, I mean, from Pittsburgh, it was yens. But yeah, you know, if you want to say use, I, most of our audience would probably prefer y'all. Can you can you work on the y'alls instead of use? Sure. Okay, that's good. Thanks. The, so you guys, uh, all, for those... You guys, now that's Midwestern. I can tell when somebody's from the Midwest. Just joining because us. Because even when I meet with a big group of women and men, I go... Uh, you guys got it? Got it? Yeah, you guys? Okay, I'll talk to you guys later. It was like a uh-huh. collaborative. Anyway, we're really getting off on some dialogue things, aren't we? Yous, Yen, you guys, y'all. Uh, as long as I say Louisville right, it's yeah. all okay. <laughs> I'll tell you the same story I, I told. talk to Dr. Shields about that. I will never forget one time I was on a uh, airplane and we did, it was either a layover, if I'm not mistaken, in Louisville. And I will never forget this as long as I live. The plane is packed and the... Um, um, Flight attendant. The flight attendant mm-hmm. says on the on the speaker. She says, "Welcome to Louisville, Kentucky," <laughs> and the entire plane goes. 
Boo. <laughs> so on the lessons of uh, 135 lessons throughout the book that you and Dr. Susan authored. Now, this is respectfully 25, uh, easy, 25 years after operating uh, in the Middle Tennessee area. You and Dr. Susan write out basically uh, how you run the practices, eight chapters, 135 lessons of basically your go-to playbook um, for healthcare and business success. And that's the really cool thing. As it launched, and um, I guess we're approaching a year at this point, it hit new and uh, I'm sorry, the number one new released healthcare book on Amazon, which is obviously extremely exciting. But uh, as I'm reminded on a weekly basis here, um, patients that we see on a very regular basis that in some uh, cases are generally generational uh, with you and Dr. Susan um, aren't in healthcare and are picking this book up left and right. And that is really exciting. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I'd have to tell people sometimes, Hey, it's not just eye care. You know, I've really cut our teeth on Susan and I lectured at the international, um, I forget exactly what the title was, but um, a long time ago, we, we started to get some recognition outside of just eye care. And we lectured at the International um, Clinical Ambulatory Care Office-Based Practice, basically educational symposium. And so many of the things that we talk about here, we've talked and lectured mostly to general physicians sure. and specialists. And there's so many similarities in, in healthcare delivery, particularly on an outpatient basis, uh, that that's what we try to condense this, not to exotic things that are only eye care, uh, where there may be a good number of eye care references. So it can be def- directly relatable to eye care practitioners, but, uh, but it should be relatable to anybody in healthcare no matter what their position or office type. Got it. So in, in the month of March, what we know is that um, here at Cool Springs and Donaldson Eye Care is the annual strategic review. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I love the very first line. And we're gonna, we're jumping ahead. For those of you that have, follow, those of you that have followed uh, the <laughs> lessons on, along, you know that we have jumped ahead now. We're in lesson 39, but we did that because right now in this current month, we just walked out of our strategic review, which is, it was a great event. And um, I'll see this a little bit. Lesson 39 says, strategy is a process, not an event. Now, here's the first sentence that I think our listeners will like. When a lot of people hear about about strategic planning, their eyes glaze over. So the question is, how many people just hearing the word strategy in this in this audible were like, oh, here we go. Yeah, I want to go to next week's podcast. I'm going to skip I this wanna, one. I'm going to listen to last week's again. <laughs> like this was an okay intro, but then they said strategy. I'm right. done. So Dr. Jeff, let's talk for a second about why a strategy is so important uh, for, the, for the business, right? Kind of business one-on-one, but why is it more important for anyone that knows anything about this team and this group and you know that you I won't say over because that would be dramatic but you communicate not over communicate you communicate directly to the people that are seeing the patients and as I'm holding in front of me right now um, which we'll jump ahead in a second (laughs) but an annual card that right here in over 60 employees hands last week you said what our goal is the total patients the new patients exams referrals that are our goals this year uh, and then other analytics that uh, are important to the practice. You're you're printing those on a card and you're handing them out. Now, I think it's a little crazy that you wrote the book, but <laughs> yeah. now on an annual basis, you're communicating exactly where this practice and, and, and Donaldson need to go uh, in the year 2021. Tell our, our, our audience and hopefully I think most patients, why is that important to them? Uh, I learned a long time ago from people that were a lot smarter than me that um, it, you need to be able to communicate a vision of where you're going and communicate specifics that people can relate to. Ultimately, big picture goals 
need to come down to an individual's day planner. How do I, at the front desk, how do I, filing insurance, how do I, posting insurance, how do I, greeting this patient in the front office, how do I, as a marketing director at this mm-hmm. practice, really make a difference? Mm-hmm. And we all want to do a good job, but how do I know I'm moving in the right direction and that what I do helps us accomplish our goals. And, and obviously at this office, those, those goals are two. Uh, everybody, we ideally want to say, how does what you do contribute to making us a healthier business? Number two, not in this order, how does what you do contribute to providing better care one patient at a time mm-hmm. at this office? And so the success of whether we've accomplished that is, does an individual know that? So uh, getting back to your question of, you know, why is that important? We start with a bigger strategy, but we try to deploy that in many different ways, uh, one of which is the strategic review to to all of the people so that everybody has a vested interest and feels a sense of contribution, whether we make it or whether we don't with some of our goals. It's interesting, you, you, you and Dr. Susan write in here, we communicate or deploy the goals and break them down into monthly bite-sized nuggets or indicators. Um, they're consistent, I'm sorry, continuously uh, communicated with uh, progress viewed at the weekly staff meetings. Uh, I'm, I'm specifically pointing out the word indicators because um, a, as some of our patients know, definitely our staff, that we meet every single week, the leadership team, and we talk about a lot of indicators that uh, aside from what we share in staff meetings, we go even deeper into that. And you don't have to be uh, anywhere close to healthcare. You could have just started your company last month. No, going really deep into what's moving the needle, what's not, and goals you set and how you're measuring up to them is just uh, basic strategy 101 right yeah i think maybe it comes from my baseball background i love keeping stats mm-hmm. you know right. oh that's a 311 hitter and <laughs> he he hits the fastball well but he has a tough time uh-huh. with junk <laughs> you know, i um i think i'm a goal seeking individual uh i'm my, my goal for patients is that they have the best eye care and health care visit they've ever had each and every time they come in. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty lofty goal. But then the question is, well, how do we accomplish that? Mm-hmm. What steps does it take? Okay, how do we show that patient respect, et cetera? So in nearly all things we do, I think we start with a goal and we try to say, how do we accomplish that thing? And what's really important for people to understand here is... Um, Uh, We don't just sit in the back office and go, you know, let's throw a dart. I think we want to be there. So I think that gets into the whole process. That's Mm -hmm. why we say strategy is a process, not an event at our office. I think consultants have given strategy sometimes a really bad name. They've tried to sometimes come across as, oh, the more sophisticated and larger the book is that I give you when I come in and help you with your strategy, the more you'll be impressed and pay me a high dollar fee. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is why people's eyes glaze over. They're like, oh, yeah, I remember that strategy. It's on, you know, I got to blow the dust off of it. We pull it out at the end of the year and go, how do we do? That's not a working strategy. That is a, that's just something that's memorialized in a book and you paid a lot of money to a consultant. Similarly, the opposite is also equally wrong. And that is somebody just sitting in the back office going, hmm, I know our strategy. It's all up here. And they start to point to their head Mm -hmm. And, and he or she knows it. But nobody else does. So what we try to do is we try to take the worst of both of those and make sure those never occur and try to create a better strategy like Spencer Johnson 
uh, used to say in his book, uh, you know, one patient at a time. I know <laughs> that's my book. Yeah. Well, the one minute manager, they talked about bowling without seeing the pins. Hmm. So we like to bowl and make sure people can actually say, oh, hey, I knocked down 10 pins. Oh, I knocked down seven. Rather than me going, hey, roll the ball. I'll tell you how you did. Right. You know, as I see it, we'll be right back. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Jeff Kagaris with Cool Springs and Donaldson Eye Care. We've proudly served the Middle Tennessee community for the last 26 years, and I want you to know we really appreciate you. Having an annual comprehensive eye health and vision exam is so important to the health of your eyes. From signs of diabetes, glaucoma, and cataracts, we're looking for it all. Don't let another day go by. Schedule your annual eye health and vision exam at Cool Springs or Donaldson Eye Care. And now, back to As I See It. So many business owners um, um, I have found, aside from healthcare, uh, if you want to make sure you don't hit a goal, don't write it down and don't tell anybody, mm, right? Good point. Being able to write it down, um, you know, <laughs> I'm a big fan of cliches and it was, uh, um, uh, you know, they always tell you, you remember what you write down. They never change that to, you remember what you type. <laughs> right. It's about right. what you actually write and post in front of you. So um, in closing out uh, this section here, you and uh, Dr. Susan Wright, is the amount of emphasis um, on our strategic process worth it? Our historical success su- suggest, yes, as we continue to grow and improve our accuracy in achieving our projections. I love that. Most importantly, rather than strategy being a, quote, set goals and hope, unquote, event, our process leads to a sense of direction, control, and visible targets for our doctors, managers, and staff to accomplish each year. Here is the process graphically. And then, uh, again, in the book, and I think you can see excerpts of this just by doing that little click-through PDF section on uh, Amazon, mm-hmm. but you'll see on page 69 on the book um, is exactly what we've all seen in your office. It is the diagram of uh, how you look at the year when you start getting feedback uh, from staff and just how the entire process is put together. Yeah, when we go in and help other offices, I will tell you almost Every single time, people don't have what I would consider a formalized strategic plan. There may be certain elements of it, but I very seldom see that. And that really, that's part of leadership. One of the two most important responsibilities of leadership are to set priorities and to oversee the strategic plan and the process. And so uh, we work on that. And, and I, I basically break it down into some pretty simple steps. I know our strategic process is always evolving and improving. It's never like, oh, this was this year's, this was next year's. It's, it's always an eternally evolving, morphing type of thing, if you will. But, it, but you can break it down into sections. And the first one is input. We get input from as many people as we can. That's right. We show them data and say, here's where we are. Um, where do you think we should be at our continued growth? Where will we be? And, and, and so that input, it really comes from a lot of people. It comes from vendors. We look outside of our organization altogether. What are trends in national healthcare, trends in national businesses, the economy? But then we also look very specifically, what's our staff saying? What are our patients saying? What are our managers? What are our doctors? Mm-hmm. What is their input? That input leads to tentative goals. Those goals are then discussed with the management team and kind of massaged. And then we come up with, with cemented goals. And then the next process becomes communication and communicating those goals in an annual strategic plan retreat, strategic operational review, we call that, making that fun, Mm -hmm. but actually closing the offices for a full day to make sure to emphasize how important this is and what we're trying to achieve. That's then followed by monitorization. 
And that monetization comes with what you said, the, stri- the, the staff meetings every week, because that's what keeps it fresh. And people right. are no more or no less than one week away from, from those. Leading into mid-year, a gap review. Here's what we set. Let me tell you how we're doing a little more officially. Uh, and are there any gaps? And if so, what are we going to change so that we don't keep doing the same things? and accomplish these by the end of this year. And oh, by the way, as we're trying to accomplish those goals, we're starting to get input for next year. Right. And so this, you can see this kind of just cycle evolving. And we've added things over the years, like the management meeting to tweak the goals and who we get input from and, and how much that's weighted. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, we, don't, we try not to make it too complex. But we certainly don't just throw a dart at a dartboard. It's real easy to say, you know, this year we did ten dollars. Next year we want to do ten plus dollars, right, right? Right. It's not as easy to come in whether you are like us and have uh, exam rooms, uh, uh, testing rooms. There's only so many people and so much time that can go in any of those rooms. You almost, mm-hmm. you know, there's two ways to work the equation. Right. Whether you are uh, in landscaping, uh, you are a painter. It really doesn't matter. Being able to set the goals and say what is the real number based on all the other uh, data points in my business, in my product or service business that allows me to come up with an equation that I can either get 10 plus dollars or there's just no way it's going to be another $10 year. Yeah, exactly. And we, and we, we do look at that and say, what is likely? That's what we get from the doctors and the managers. What's likely at our continued, if, if we did everything the same, what would it be? We also say, what if, you know, outside of a random variable like COVID, if we really, things really took a turn for the worse, for whatever reason, what's the worst case scenario, but also what's the best case scenario and how do we strive for that best case scenario? Because that's really what we want to try to hold the management to. Mm -hmm. If we accomplish that, then it's because we had a great team, great dissemination, and great people did a great job. All right? That's absolutely true. Um, I'm immediately thinking about when I started my career in radio sales. And one of the wonderful ways of uh, making sure that you hit your budget, which is the mm-hmm. really only thing that radio salespeople care about, yeah. is you would you would uh, get a notebook and we would write the top number at the, uh, your monthly budget was 20000 mm-hmm. And then so this week you have to do, in order to hit it in three weeks, you've got to do... Um, whatever the math is, yeah, more yeah. than 5,000. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and then each day, that's $1,000 a day, Monday through mm-hmm. Friday, and you would just monitor. And it's, 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 uh, it would give you an absolute headache looking at it every day. <laughs> but I will tell you, it is correlated, whether you're going down to the day or whether mm-hmm. you're just looking at it or whether you're even aware of it. It correlates with successful people that hit budgets. Right, right. It kind of goes back to what we're talking about of making sure that you're putting the information in front of you, but being repetitive and remind and going back to it. You have so many, we would love to say, although uh, built on the backs of, of uh, Dr. Jeff and Dr. Susan, uh, you have a lot to do with how this company runs, but there are so many other people that look up to you that run the company. Absolutely. I mean, my one of my chief goals is to make sure we're following a strategic process and that those elements of that are continually in place and working. But when we succeed, it's because Sarah and Beth at the front office uh, are doing what they do, or Caleb's doing what he does, right. or Victoria's doing what she That's does. Right. I mean, it's individuals. But everybody likes to say, you know, oh, how am I valuable here? And my val- I, I just want to know, what do I need to do? And so we try, to, we try our best to communicate that in the, in the way that we, that we can, even, even down to big goals for the, for the overall company. Now, obviously, some people may look at that and go, okay. But the real intuitive people go, I'm a part of this. That's right. I can make a difference. And that's how I'm, 
and that's one how I'm being judged. Right. I think one really key important point too, because we're in healthcare, is when you say, "Well, how do you set those goals?" Well, we have a, a value compass, and that's covered in another chapter in the book that that I can look at every single day up on my wall. If there are times when I sit in my office on my own later at night or on the weekend looking at things, it's I'm looking at that value compass, saying, "Okay." How are our clinical outcomes? That's an important thing. Right. Um, do I have data? Are we adhering to protocols? How's our clinical care? Not just, hey, beat my chest, I think we're good because we go to education or because we've been practicing this long, but do I have data that really supports that? How's our patient satisfaction? And all of the elements that we measure patient satisfaction and loyalty by, um, do, do I know that? What about our staff satisfaction? Uh, how how happy are they? And all of the elements that go into how do we know that? Right. And then referring doctors, how happy are referring doctors? Do I really know? Uh, and then finally at the bottom are dollars and numbers. So you see emphasis maybe on some charts that are dollars and numbers. Okay. Every business has those sure. and they need to set those goals. But our goals are equally in the area of how happy is our staff? Patient how happy care, are right. our patients? Right. How good is our care, really? And and how about the the chief customer that refers to us, our referring doctors? How happy are they? And how mm-hmm. do we know? Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things we added this year in the strategic plan, which has always been a part, as you know, of our of our efforts of being a community community based doctor, is we put community right in the middle of that value compass. Mm-hmm. So I can look all the time and say what are we doing to embed ourselves more and more and be involved in our community? Because that's really where we want to put our time, our effort, and our money as a community resource. Right. So we're, we've got some cool things planned to try to be more of that community resource. And that all comes from our strategic process. It's so interesting. So I'm going to make sure to do a plug here. Um, um, <laughs> for I, you? It, well, uh, for I, Yen? I'll take, I'll yeah, take all the credit. It, go for it. Yeah. The, uh, so we have, we're in Williamson County and Middle Tennessee, and uh, we have a wonderful award here called the Sizzle Awards. And the Sizzle Awards are a uh, an award that's opened up to the community to um basically vote on your chiropractor, your uh, eye doctor, and and just- Your best Mexican restaurant. Pediatrician, everything you can imagine, right? Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, we're on year 14, but Mm -hmm. we got the uh, notification yesterday that with 300,000, and you can't vote twice, Mm -hmm. over 300,000 votes uh, casted, we, um, for I think 13 of those 14 years, took home number one. We're calling the one year that we missed a complete- Well, I think they would agree that that's an albatross, given- (laughs) that the people that got it said we didn't they had their own problems going on we're gonna remind we'll we'll remind them of it there's always an asterisk in any stat in the guinness book of world records that's so true but you know what that's a challenge to us and i think as you heard me mention in my, my keynote at the strategic review that just when you the challenge is when you start to say and have people recognize some of the things you're doing. One, you need that because it can't just be your, your own self beating your chest. It's nice to have outside validation that some of the things you're doing are paying off and people are noticing. Mm-hmm. But that's the very dangerous time where you start to rest on your laurels. That's the very time we need to accelerate rather than put the practice in cruise control. Right. And so that's that's a big challenge for us as we have more national recognition and local recognition. Right. And, and, and as we're just doing good things, we're gonna get that recognition, but, and, and you know, it's like I said at the, at the review, it's like the little baby that wet his diapers may not show on the outside, it sure does give you a nice warm feeling that's on the exactly inside. Right. That's, that's, that's good, but that we can't, we can't rely on what happened yesterday. It's uh, what are we going to do strategically this year? Where are we going? And, and, and if we do things right, then great. If we don't, 
then I hold the management team responsible because that's really a scorecard for the management team. The, the single most important person that did not achieve, that, that, that failed, if we didn't achieve the goals, is me. But our management team is a close second mm-hmm. because that's really where we need to be focused. And um, right. That's what we're working on. Second thing on the community I wanted to mention, aside from winning the award, which we are pumped about, and yes, we've already yeah, uh, so placed our way, order. The, way the to go, trophy Cole. will be here. Uh, <laughs> is we had we we did another uh, very small community thing that I wanted to share with you because we had a positive outcome, um, like many of ours. Whether we're going in and doing uh, school screenings for children, whether we're going into uh, assisted living facilities, this was prior to COVID, and 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 servicing community uh, uh, residents there, helping them with their frames, uh, bringing the service to them. We've done so many of these things on a continuous basis, again, aside from the last um, year plus. Um, One thing that we started to do is recognize that a lot of uh, apartments have popped up around us. And um, they're very, very nice apartments. Dr. Yeah, I don't they, know if they certainly are. Yeah. But uh, we're also, I think, a, a, a context here. Uh, we're also in the healthcare capital of the entire country. And so there is a lot of employment here at, at uh, higher income echelons, if you will. So one thing that we've done is identified uh, those groups and taken little goodie bags with little things that they can, from glass cleaners to mm-hmm. um, uh, drops for your eyes, you know, just things that we have here that our patients love. We have taken those with some branded pieces to some of the complexes around town. And yesterday, uh, one of the property managers for this location called us and said, next week, I have 25. Now imagine, wrap your head around this. Next week, 25 are moving in. And he said, I think 20 of the 25 are from California. Wow. Now that's almost irrelevant of where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. But the great thing is we reached out one time and now that individual has reached back out to us to say, I know they're going to need an eye doctor. Right. It's, you know, and that's planting a seed today for tomorrow's harvest, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and it's really involvement in that. That's the, that's right. the key. You know, we, looking at other, you know, Mercy Children's Center and the Mercy um, Foundation, if you will, all, all of the great services that they provide. Um, you know, while we may talk about, you know, Williamson County may be the wealthiest county here in the state of Tennessee, but we also have people that live well under the poverty line and they need to be taken care That's of. Right. And, and we we reach out equally to them and want to find more and more ways. And supporting Mercy is a great way to do that. Right. Uh, put a little plug in for them because sure. I'm just so impressed with what they do. Um, and it could be us. You know, we, we used to lecture to their nurses and talk to them about eye emergencies and that. Because, you know, if they're on the front line, we, we don't want them to always have to feel like, oh, I've mm-hmm. got to send it to somewhere. If we can help them treat it and be comfortable, fantastic with me. We may never see that in our numbers here. But we will see it as I look at that value compass and I say, and in the community, this is what we're doing. All right. On the same token, they need to know what we do and where we can help them so that they have an outlet that they can get patients in. They can be treated with high quality care and they get communication back on what's going on. And again, all that stems from a strategic process that says what is important. How are we going to achieve that? And are we achieving that right now? You're listening to Dr. Jeff Kagaris and on uh, As I See It, we're discuss- discussing one patient at a time, the K2Way Playbook for Healthcare and Business Success. Today, we're talking specifically about Lesson 39. Strategy is a process, not an event. And if you have a pen and paper, write this down. If you are a leader or you have leaders in your company, you should have two points for those leaders. Number one, set the priorities of the organization. And then number two, oversee the strategic process. 
Very important. Dr. Jeff, thank you uh, so much for your time. If you have not subscribed, please hit that huge button right at the top of your podcast. Subscribe. Our podcast is growing very nicely. I'm very happy with it. And of course, take a couple of minutes and leave a comment. Dr. Jeff loves to drink coffee and read those comments. <laughs> I definitely do. One other thing I want to I want to add is if you don't have a copy of the book and you want to have just a graphic of the strategic process we go through, please email us, uh, Cole at CoolSpringsEyeCare.com. And uh, Cole will make sure that you get a nice graphic that you can put in some of those pieces yourself. Or if you want to talk more about uh, the strategic process, don't hesitate to email me at Dr. Well, actually, I think the better one is J.L. Keg. It's better. Just send it to Cole. It's fine. Yeah, okay, send it to Cole. Cole will, Cole will get it to me. But um, um, we do an awful lot of discussion with area businesses and with sure. area healthcare organizations. If you want to take some steps to try to improve your practice or just talk about that collaboratively, uh, I'd enjoy having coffee with you also, and we can find some time in the schedule. So don't hesitate to reach out like to give back to the community that way too and for some offices and businesses uh, we like to mentor and help mentor them in areas of finance operations marketing etc and most importantly strategy and leadership thank you dr jeff thank you